Chris Middleton is listed as probable for the game against the Detroit Pistons on Monday night. Uh, it's been well over a month since Chris Middleton played, so we'll discuss uh, what this could potentially mean and have a look at the schedule over the next couple of weeks here as we lead into the trade deadline. Also, Serge Barker. Uh, we thought maybe he wasn't too happy with the situation in Milwaukee. It's now uh, been reported that he's going to be on the move if a deal can be made. And Giannis is now looking like he potentially might be an all-star captain again. So we'll discuss all that and probably more, including some Marjan Bochamp stuff. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN. And alongside me, I was about to say the founder of brewhoop.com, but no, from the Bucks Radio Network, of course, uh, Justin Garcia here in uh, the Sunday night time slot that I like to drag uh, him in here if the Bucks aren't playing. Of course, we just finished watching the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I saw some Packers fans happy about the Mike McCarthy situation. Didn't go too well in Dallas. But now we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and Chris Milton making his return, of course. Uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every single day. If you haven't subscribed on your audio platform or YouTube, you can do it for free. Turn the notifications on and uh, that'll let you know when we're dropping these podcasts. But uh, Monday to Friday, lock it in. Uh, sometimes on the weekend, if we have some breaking news or Giannis drops 50, those types of cool things there. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepigs.com, uh, promo co- code locked on. And we have got a new sponsor as well. Uh, very excited to uh, discuss that a little bit later in the podcast, Justin. The Bucks did go down to the Cavs over the weekend, but we're not going to talk about that too much here. We're going straight to the injury report for this game against the Detroit Pistons on the road, 6.30 p.m. tip-off, Central Time, Six Monday o'clock. night. 6 o'clock uh, tip-off there. Don't listen to me. I still haven't been able to figure out the time zones. And here's the injury report. Uh, An injury report that we've been waiting to see for a long time, Justin. Giannis probable with the left knee soreness. Chris Middleton probable with the right knee soreness. The knee bros look like they're going to be making their return to the court. Giannis has missed the last five games himself. Chris hasn't played since December 15. It has been well over a month. And thank goodness it looks like he might play because... I said that if he didn't play before the end of January, I'd be hitting the panic button. Uh, he's got in about a week uh, just in time. Justin, and uh, are you surprised? After the Cavs game, there were some rumors, some reports. Did you see this coming? Um, no, honestly. Um, you, uh, we have, uh, at the risk of sounding like you're just a blind defender, we had kind of been throwing out well i think it'll be and we is, is mostly me uh it sounds like it's gonna be this day and i think i'm over two in the predictions of when i thought chris would be back uh i was stunned that Giannis didn't play against the Cavs. you can never be surprised anymore when when christmas is time um in this current rehab but i was surprised because i, I just kind of thought 
at this point, what you know, if if they're not ready to go Saturday, what's the point of playing a road game in Detroit against a Pistons team that's just gotten back from from Paris is the worst team in the Eastern Conference and the second or third worst team in all of basketball. So if if you're still sitting them Saturday, I, I kind of assume they wouldn't play tomorrow either. And what's the point of, well, let's make sure we get them back in time for the Pistons. So that was my biggest surprise. Um, kind of like what you had said, I, I had kind of felt the same way too of, I'm not uh, worried about Chris Middleton until we get to the end of January. And now I, I think you can say we're at the end of January. <laughs> I had kind of pushed those dates of like, all right, well, talk to me at the, at the all-star break. If he's still not back by then, then it's fair to be concerned. Um, but I mean, look, we've, we've been told for weeks they're getting close and making good progress. We heard Bud talk about it at length, Giannis specifically before the game against the Cavs and saying, there's nothing else. There's nothing in addition to the knee. It's the same as, you know, our, our usual handling of Giannis's knee every single season that this is kind of what we have to do. And I know Giannis said, um, or I had said he's, he's making good progress. And I know he'd gone through five on five, but you know, practice is different than playing in games. And that's why he wasn't playing Saturday and even gave a, a pretty lengthy answer on the decision to sit guys and how much of that is the organization or coaching staff versus the player. So he kind of outlined all of that, that I, I think kind of put your mind a little more at ease of, okay, there's nothing else going on here. And with Chris, it was kind of the same thing of, of a daily wake up and check the injury report to see, is this the day that he comes back? So it feels like it's finally here. I'm a little surprised you bring him back for the Pistons. But I think part of it, too, is you just got to get him on the floor, in the case of Chris specifically. Um, so that's the good news, we hope. But as as we kind of joked before we started the show, we have seen guys listed as probable and within 24 hours downgraded to out and not playing. So we'll, we'll know for sure at 6 o'clock Monday night. I suspect Chris Middleton wants this revenge game against the Detroit Pistons for trading him away. Just the steak knives in the deal that the Bucks have obviously benefited from. Now, they play the Nuggets in a couple of nights' time back home. So that's the only interesting thing with this road game. But Chris has been traveling with the team. Uh, they did have... I mean, this obviously gets him another couple of days. And maybe it was something as simple as, well, if Giannis isn't playing... Uh, Chris, there's no point in coming back. That's hold you off until, I, I don't know. There's all sorts of weird stuff going on. There's only eight games until the trade deadline as well. We've seen some players get some minutes that perhaps normally wouldn't. Jordan Wara, the, the the, uh, namely the one there. We'll get into Jordan Wara a bit later on in the podcast. I had an interesting conversation with a YouTube commenter the other day, uh, Justin, because we're talking about Chris Milton and clearly there are some fans and, whatever people have their own opinions but there are some fans that are like no i don't want the bucks to pay this guy in the off season so they need to trade him now like that that's a take that's out there i think it's silly and i said well the way i sit i look at this team and say can they potentially make a trade in the off season uh at the trade deadline that can help them maybe we're looking at the grace and allen the package these types of things maybe but I still think their best chance to win a title this year is with Chris Milton being Chris Milton. And you've got still three, four months to get that right. I don't think you're trading him for a superstar because uh, at this point in time with the contract situation there, it's difficult. Like I don't think a team is going to be clamoring for Chris Milton unless for some reason they think that uh, they want to get him and they will be able to lock him down for a long-term extension. So the, the Bucks fan threw it back at me and said, 
when I said I wouldn't trade him, I think it's the best chance for the Bucks to win a title. He said, "Oh, so you're saying you want to extend him?" I said, "Well, no, I, I, I don't know, but that's a decision that you'll get to in the off season. They're two separate conversations, and I think uh, there is some muddiness between fans that are too worried about what's happening in the off season uh, and not what can happen right now. And this has been a weird injury situation for Chris Middleton, but I still think if the Bucks are winning the title, they need him to be the guy, and they need to hope that that's going to be the case. And there's some risk with that." Yeah, I, I don't um, I don't want to sound too negative or be too hyperbolic, but I think we all agree you can't pencil the Bucks in to win a championship or to be considered heavy favorites if Chris Middleton is not going to be healthy this season. That if it's just Giannis and Drew, we saw last year, no matter the tinkering, you still need more. And they won't the, win it. You can say that. And, yeah, say and, that. and the team isn't constructed to do that. So um, I think for that and the fact that you know any imaginary trade with Chris Middleton this year, you're not going to win that trade because of the contract situation, his contract, you're, you're going to be bringing back when you look around players available, let's say hypothetically you move him, you're bringing back multiple pieces for Chris Middleton. And in all likelihood, Chris is going to be the best player going out in that trade. So in the season, you're not going to win in a trade situation with Chris. Um, but, you know, to the question that you answered to, who you were going back and forth with. I mean, I, I think you are saying that you you would extend him because you have to for the reason that you said at the start too. It's not a matter of just, well, this isn't working out. Let's let Chris Middleton walk. We'll get somebody else. They can't do that because of the cap situation. So this is who you're married to and this is who you're committing to extending as well. Uh, yeah, maybe. But uh, like I've said as well with Chris Middleton, here's the thing. People talk about motivation and this is a contract stuff and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, deep down or what Chris Milton's thinking in his head, but he has to be motivated to play well. This is the point that I keep bringing up. He can make himself a hell of a lot of money, money this off yeah. season. And let's just say that he does come back and he looks like Chris Milton and he's hitting game winning shots in the postseason like he did in 2021. If the Bucks win the title, pay him whatever he wants. If he's a two time champion at this franchise and he would have earned it and he would have come back. And do you think that I'm going to give one single crap about regular season games in November or a game where he looked awful against the Memphis Grizzlies in December. I won't care about that, but he's done a lot for this team. He was a huge part of the 2021 championship team. And, and I, I think at this point in time for what you think you can get back for him, which I don't think is, is honestly a huge difference maker. And I just don't think the Bucks are going to shake things up like that. Like I, I, I think there's a 0% chance that they they're even considering trading him, but I, I'm, I don't, I, sometimes I feel like we're on the outside. Like he, he is a humongous part of what this team needs. Uh, to to go on a deep run yeah and the, the last thing i would say about it is um you know I, I agree with your point of like it's not i don't take this and we don't know i don't take this as chris is doing this as some type of leverage deal for his free agency or pending free agency in the offseason uh because it does behoove him to play he's going to increase yeah. his value he, he's going to get paid a lot regardless but it's going to cement the value that he gets paid and and the the offers that are out there number one uh, and you could say, well, if, if he doesn't play a majority or 75% of the season, isn't it going to tank his value? The reality is probably not. And I know it's it's two different scenarios. He's older than Kawhi went, Leonard was at that point, and, and he's not fresh off of single-handedly or a big part of helping a team win a championship that season. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard signed with a team when they knew full well, okay, we're not going to get at least a year of him with the ACL issue. Kevin Durant did the same thing as well. So I don't take this as a, well, he has to play. Otherwise, nobody's going to be interested in it. I agree. And uh, again, like for the actual dollar amounts, with the cap stuff, it's complicated. As you said, they don't just 
move on Chris Middleton and have $35 million to spend. That's not the way it works with where the Bucks are currently situated, but I'll think about the dollars at the end. Uh, I'm not worrying about this in this next eight-game sample before the trade deadline or anything like that. Uh, but the Bucks are still currently 23rd in offense. Hopefully, we can mark this day down, this podcast down, as a turnaround for the Bucks' offense, and hopefully they get some continuity. Because as we said, 69 minutes between Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Chris Milton this season. Zero minutes between those three and Joe Ingles. And what do we think can make the offense tick? Multiple guys that can uh, that can run some offense and facilitate and pass the ball. Uh, the Bucks don't have a true point guard. That's not the way they're built. So they do need particularly those, those three guys there. Um, we'll see what they can mix and match with lineups now because I think there's going to be some interesting stuff uh, that they're able to do. There's also some interesting stuff over at Price Picks. We're going to get into Serge Barker and Marjan Bochamp uh, coming up here, and then Giannis, some all-star stuff. Uh, he's looking like he might be captain again. We'll have to wait uh, for the final results to come through, although all-star voting has finished, I believe. But Price Picks, uh, if you're not sure how it works, you pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. If you think Chris Milton can come back tomorrow and score some points, check what the over-under is. Make your picks and you can potentially win some cash. There's also uh, NFL starting to wrap up. Uh, MLB, uh, when it comes back, that's still a fair way off. NHL, though, Justin, we know, is the big hockey man here. So any sport that you're after, basically, you can find at Prize Picks. So download the app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 Price picks will give you 100, deposit 50, they'll give you 50. So don't forget the promo code locked on uh, at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks over at Price Picks. In some very uh, unsurprising reporting that came through over the weekend, Justin, uh, Serge Barker is not uh, going to be returning to the Bucks. We briefly discussed this last week when there was some rumors he was away from the team. Bud kind of hinted to the fact that he's probably not going to be coming back. Uh, again, we don't know what the you know, backstory is with when he signed with this team or what he thought he was going to be able to do. I was going back and looking at some stuff from preseason where he said, you know, I understand the team a bit better. That will help me fit in. Uh, there's just not minutes there right now. So two-part question. So first of all, Serge Bark has not paid a lot of money. If anything, he might be an add-on in a trade, I've seen some stuff like maybe you get a team that needs something situational, like the Knicks with Robinson's out for a while. I've seen the the Reddish trade and attached some seconds to that. I honestly would do that. Do I think Reddish is going to come into this rotation? Probably not. Do I think the Knicks are that desperate, or maybe they're just over Reddish at all? Do you? How do you see this playing out with Serge? Because that's also face it, he might be disgruntled, but he hasn't shown anything on the court. Uh, that would make you believe he's going to go to another team and be a, a big contributor or a major rotation player or on a good team anyway. Yeah, I don't know that I'd say, and, and I'm not saying this is what you're saying. I don't know that I'd say he's been bad this year, but he, well, he hasn't. Yeah, no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't stood out. He hasn't been a difference maker. He hasn't looked like, man, Serge Ibaka just looked cooked every time he's on the floor, but <laughs> he hasn't had any moments either where it's yeah. like, you know, That's this fair. guy could be really good for you. Um, I, I kind of feel like at this point you – you have to wait until the last possible moment because, as you indicated, with his salary, I think it's like around $1.9 So he would likely just be a throw-in. He has to approve the trade, too. So you see people pointing out, 
well, you could include him in any deal to the Rockets to help kind of beef up the salaries and bring in Eric Gordon as that reported deal or, or offer trickled in within the last few days. But if you're Serge Ibaka, why are you approving a deal that's going to send you to the Houston Rockets when you're you're having an issue with not playing here in Milwaukee and, and seemingly not being a part of a contender? So I think you kind of have to wait to see if there's some type of deal with a contender or something you can get him to sign off on of, of, look, I know this isn't your ideal destination. We need you in the trade to make the salaries match here. And we've been given indication you'll be bought out from this team that you go to. I think that's it. Yeah. And, he, and, he's not going to get, let's be honest. He's not going to be able to pick and choose. Well, the right. and it, it's not like, all right, Serge, we owe you. We're going to send yeah, you wherever right. it is right. that you want to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's still the fact that he can veto is what still kind of gives you a little bit of pause. So you have to be mm -hmm. um, kind of in relation with wherever he goes. But I, I think it's just kind of going to be waiting until the last possible minute, unless something pops up here. Uh, I would much rather kind of wait for a larger deal or, or a deal that he would be a package of in combining salaries. than I know the, the Knicks trade that uh, we kind of kicked around makes a lot of sense for both teams. But to me, you don't make that trade until you know, there's nothing else out there where we won't need Serge Ibaka's roughly $2 million as some kind of salary filler in this deal. Yeah, it's interesting because if you do look at it that way, I think the Knicks have lost three or four in a row now and they just haven't been good since since Robertson's been out. So it's like, would they want to do it right now? And then, you know, what do you do if you're the Bucks? Because honestly, you would have to probably attach a couple seconds or something like that. But if someone was like, do you want to just have a look at Reddish? Like, he's a young guy for Serge Barker that's not going to play. It's also kind of tempting. Like, uh, I'm not saying yeah. I would be, I'm not saying I'm getting all excited about it, but. It's it's tempting because I've, I don't know why, but I've always been um, not like super high, but intrigued by Cam Reddish. And I'm sure a lot of that was just recency bias and prisoner of the moment of his rookie year and watching what he did in yeah. moments against the Bucks in the conference finals. But even, you know, prior to that, when he was at Duke, he's an intriguing guy because of his size and, at times it's inconsistent, but his ability to shoot, but still the big thing is, you know, you need to cobble together as much salary as you can, because all these names that, that were kind of vaguely kicking around or everybody is, is trying to link the bucks to and the position that the bucks have in need of, well, we need more wings that can defend. You're going to need money for that. And, you know, Cam Reddish is potentially intriguing, but there are better options. And, you know, the other thing is, Let's say you bring him in, into Milwaukee and do nothing else. I mean, look at the wing depth you already have. And is Cam Reddish markedly better than the guys you already have in front of him? Probably not. You know, maybe he's marginally better than a few of those options, but that's about it. So to me, that's the big thing is, is yeah, maybe if that's still there at the end and we can't do anything else, fine. But we got to save Serge Ibaka's roughly $2 million to push towards the center of the table here and see what we can come up with. Yeah, it's hard to see how he would actually play. And I, I believe the Knicks gave up a first-round pick only a yeah. year ago. So that just – talk about asset management. That hasn't worked. Uh, and some people may say, and I know they're not, you know, perfect comparison, perfect fit, but, you know, I don't know. Who would you rather see get some minutes? Marjan Bochamp or Cam Reddish? But anyway, we're going to discuss that, uh, particularly Marjan Bochamp, a little bit more. One more Serge Ibaka question before we wrap this up. So we're kind of in a funny situation now. We think – We've got some more confidence in what we've seen from Brook Lopez from a health perspective this year than we did at last year's trade deadline. But if you don't trade Serge Barker, 
you now don't have the insurance at the center spot in really any way, shape, or form. Do you care about that? Um, not really, because um, if you know if, if you don't have Brooke Lopez, it, it's 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 not to the level <laughs> of Chris Middleton, but. This team is is kind of pieced together as, you know, connectivity is the phrase that Bud uses a lot. But if, if one of those guys goes down, if Brooke goes down, you're in big trouble uh, as it is. And, and again, if Serge Ibaka is the Band-Aid, you're in a lot more trouble. So I, I don't think you can – I don't think it's anything that, that should give you any type of major pause. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about that. I did see someone on Twitter uh, put up a photo uh, – Taco Fall. Um, so there's an option if uh, the Bucks need it there. But we've got some exciting news. Marshall Bochamp still to come. We're, we're going a little long, as, as we always do here. Marshall Bochamp and Giannis All-Star stuff uh, still to come. But uh, we're pretty excited here. The NFL playoffs are here. That's not what we're excited about. But we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make it Betting on sports, fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with 150 bucks in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Uh, FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props as well. So you can get on there and check out. Uh, maybe it is the NFL playoffs next year or maybe it's uh, NBA futures, NBA championship stuff, awards stuff. Uh, or in-game stuff that maybe you want to have a look at for this Bucks and Pistons game coming up tonight. So you can uh, even combine your bets if you really want to get uh, tricky with it for a same-game parlay as well. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of not only Locked On, but the NFL as well. Marshawn Bochamp has not played in three games, Justin, and this continues to be a source of frustration for many Bucks fans uh, on the internet that I see. Uh, we've mentioned this a couple of times before, but the two games before he had this little stretch where he's sit, sitting down, uh, he played 28 minutes combined in two games versus Miami. Zero points, over seven from the field, zero assists, a couple turnovers as well. So it wasn't his finest uh, moment down in Miami. I don't think the Bucs played all that well. Not bad the first game, but the second game certainly wasn't great. Uh, again, a reminder, we are eight games from the trade deadline, and maybe that changes the way the Bucs make these decisions for the next week or so. So I'm personally not going to get too fired up about it until we get beyond Feb 9. And do I really care about the fact that a rookie in the middle of the first time he's going through 82 games isn't playing for a week and a half or two weeks in late Jan, early Feb? No, I don't think that that really hurts him. I agree that he probably, I would like to, I would prefer to see him play over some of the guys that have been in the rotation, but I'm just going to wait until after the deadline before I fly off the handle. Yeah, um, and I should give credit to to uh, our friend Bucks Film Room on Twitter, Brian uh, Sampson, who kind of started uh, mentioning very similar things earlier this morning on Twitter. And um, I think we're all aligned in the sense of Marjan should definitely be getting minutes in front of Jordan Wara, but there's a, still, I know it's easy to, to see the flashes and get really excited 
about a six foot six wing that has looked better offensively than you imagined, but he's still been a rookie and you've still seen a lot of growing pains for him. He's been, I would say, okay at best so far this season. I know uh, Brian went in a little harder on that, but when you look at the numbers, nothing really stands out. Like it's pretty much the eyeball test of, Oh, I remember a couple of big moments that he had or a big play that he made here. And I know I mentioned some of the little things he was doing earlier in the season, but by the numbers, it indicates the strongest case you could make for his play so far this season is just okay. That in the minutes he's been on the floor, they've been basically even in terms of their net rating and played like a 41 win team. They play better with him off the floor. His shooting has looked better than we imagined, but it hasn't really jumped out of consistency and a guy that can be a knockdown guy just yet. And again, a lot of this is he's a rookie, so you don't expect him and not just a rookie, but he wasn't a lottery pick. So you don't expect him to come in and just be immediate impact guy, but that's where the development thing comes into play. And you can say, well, why are we not giving him more consistent minutes or why isn't he getting minutes in front of Jordan Warren? Why isn't he playing more consistently with the Wisconsin herd? And I think the first and the third question there are are probably ones that you would try to look to address, but you kind of hinted at this earlier and you can't help but wonder especially recently in the games that he hasn't played in, I think a couple of things stand out. One, the numbers that I mentioned, I think you've kind of reached the point of the season where it's not concern, but like we got to start playing better. We got to start winning some of these games. And I don't know as much as the Bucs like him that there's the trust just yet of we got to put together a good quarter. Let's put Marjan in there. I don't think we're there yet, number one. And the other component is, is, you know, kind of probably ties into the Serge Ibaka discussion of uh, not to say that Marjan couldn't be included because we've seen that kicked around, but Jordan Wara is a guy that you wonder what his future holds or where his future is and how much of this is, well, do we want to give Jordan Wara a little more minutes to see if he can put together a game or two of scoring the basketball and increase some of his value in the two or three weeks leading into the trade deadline? Yeah, more so than Marjan. I mean, Jordan probably needs to be playing um, in terms of to, to show what he can do. And we know that um, he can be a, a good scorer. I think the reason why people get frustrated or want to see Marjan, I mean, one, he's, he's a new first-round draft pick, which is exciting for fans. We talk about it all the time. Two, some of the other guys, again, that have been getting minutes, and, and AJ Green, just a smaller guy. So it's like, if any of these players are going to play in the postseason, it seems more likely because of the physical attributes that maybe Marjan could do it. Uh, he's athletic. The Bucks at times look pretty unathletic. So when he does things that are athletic, they stand out. They're cool. You're like, okay, this is the characteristic that the Bucks need. Um, but yeah, there are maybe there's some stuff, you know, management roster wise that's going on that we don't know about. That's why we'll wait and see what happens after Feb nine. Uh, also, we don't just physically know how he's going. Like, did he have a couple of rough games because he was starting to hit a little bit of a wall? Uh, is he doing more work off the practice floor? And Bud kind of alluded to that. It's about a whole body management thing. I mean, it's we see some of the vets that have nights off, and um, but for a, a guy that's that young and hasn't been through it, yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think it's crazy that he has a few nights off here. So I'm just watching it and seeing how it all plays out without reacting savagely to a to to one or two games, and also. Some of the lineup stuff, I don't really read too much into the lineup stuff. First of all, it is really just hard for a rookie to be a positive on the floor. That's 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 very rare. But also, the Bucks have had the, the good players out. Like I, I think, like if he's going to succeed, you feel like he'll do it playing alongside the best players. 
And he just really hasn't had an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I, I was going to point out, just to be fair, I know I mentioned the the lineup numbers yeah. with Marjan on the floor, but it, this team has dealt with guys in and out of the lineup. So if you do look specifically at the minutes that he's played with Giannis and uh, Drew Holiday on the floor, it's less than – it's around 150 possessions, so it's not a whole lot. But, again, the numbers aren't great, that they have a negative net rating in those minutes, and, and defensively it's even worse. So – it's a very, very small sample size, and I know this team has dealt with issues, but I think that is one of the things that you do keep in mind of, as you mentioned, he's athletic. So that's going to kind of jump off the page a lot when you look at some specific plays of, man, when's the last time we saw a young guy make one of those plays? He can give you that eyeball test of the flashiness and and, and things we haven't seen from especially a player at that position in recent years here outside of Giannis, really. Um, but when you, you do a little bit deeper dive, and again, this isn't a knock on Marjan because he is a rookie and we knew coming in, he's very raw. And I think the numbers back that up of, yeah, it, it's going to take some time. There's definitely some skills and attributes there that you can continue to develop, but it's just not ready right now for a guy to be a big time contributor in rotational playoff minutes just yet. Well, speaking of a big time, uh, rotation player, our favorite Milwaukee Buck, Giannis. So we pull up the Eastern Conference. Well, actually, all the NBA uh, third fan returns. So I believe the voting for this, Justin, finished on January 21. Yeah, it ended uh, just 11 o'clock p.m. Saturday in Milwaukee. Okay, well, if you look at the Eastern Conference front court here on the screen, you will see Giannis overtook Kevin Durant, which means that if nothing changed, and that was only a couple of days before uh, January 21 there. So yeah. unless there was some sort of wild change, it does look, cross our fingers, that uh, Giannis is going to be an all-star captain. Now that brings us to the very interesting point, Justin, that he's going to have to draft the team again. Uh, maybe not a strong suit in the past. Uh, I, he got better though. Like the the first year was not great, but I feel like I, I'm not I'm not totally invested in the all-star drafts. Yeah. It, was, it was neat the first year that we saw Giannis get to be a part of it, but I do feel memory kind of indicates he got better as the years went on. Well, the good news will be, as we discussed at length with Camille uh, last week on the podcast, you can go back and check it out. If you missed that episode, we were talking about the idea of Brooke Lopez or Drew Holiday, maybe uh, getting an all-star spot. Now, we didn't mention this Cavs game because it was pretty forgettable, but Drew did have 28 points and 10 assists again. He had a few turnovers, but uh, he continues his uh, box score stuffing over this last five game stretch where Giannis hasn't played. So he's still putting himself in the mix there. If the coaches want to show him some love for a potential reserve spot. And then we know that will compromise the draft, uh, Justin, because uh, he will, Giannis will be, once he gets done with his starters, he'll be drafting either Drew or Brooke immediately. That's uh, good for locker room relations. Yeah. And um, I, I am almost willing to, Hang on. <laughs> to, what's, to, what's, what's, what's about to happen? Is it going to well, be a guarantee? A guarantee. Pretty close. I, wow. I'm almost willing to guarantee that Drew, Drew is going to be an all-star nice. because of the player and coach vote and how much that makes up that I think that's what's going to put him over the top. Last year, I think he was certainly deserving and didn't get in. But the stretch that he's been on recently, he had a, a field goal that he missed late in the game last night. That would have gave him three straight games with 30 or more points. He's never done that in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been incredible really in January. But again, the Bucks are four and three, which it doesn't sound great. But when you think about 
guys that have been in and out of the lineup to be four and three in the games when it's basically Drew Holiday saying, go get him, Drew. You're going to be most of the offense and the guy that's initiating everything to have a winning record in those games, to look at his statistics and how much every single area has gone up with his scoring assists and rebound and shooting percentages when they've needed him most. I think between all of that and the fact that it really stood out uh, a couple of weeks ago that, you know, for the longest time, whenever opposing coaches would come to town and you get to listen to him talk, most of the questions and their answers are centered around Giannis. But this was the year that it seemed like more than ever, every single coach, if not asked about him specifically and granted, a lot of this has to do with what I said. If they've already played seven games where it's just Drew and no Giannis or Chris, but Drew's name has been mentioned quite a bit more this season by opposing coaches. That I think just with that and the fact that you still hear his peers say, Man, Drew is still maybe the most underrated player in the league. I think this is pretty close to a guarantee that he's getting in this year. Jeez, well, you know who to blame if uh, it doesn't quite pan out the way we want it to when it gets to the All Star. Uh, rosters, which I, I guess must be getting announced here in the next week or two. I think they normally They'll do get, it on yeah, uh, TNT. The 10 starters will get announced Thursday on TNT. And I think the interesting part, which you know may not be good for uh, Drew Holiday, is I believe it might have happened in the, the second return of voting, but Kyrie Irving starting to move up more and more that I think the, hmm. the five starters from the East would be Giannis, uh, Kevin Durant, if he plays, and uh, Jason Tatum. So uh, I would assume Kevin Durant doesn't play and Joel Embiid replaces him in the starting lineup. But then Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt, um, I think that's interesting because it. I know I said I'm pretty close to guaranteeing Drew getting in, but I don't know that Kyrie Irving would have been selected to the All-Star team this year if he wasn't voted in by the fans. Mm, it is interesting. Uh, we went through a bunch of names on that podcast with Camille. Uh, there and I think he's in a good spot. I don't think you're too far off the mark, but we're we're a little biased. We hope it uh, happens, and we think the Bucks probably deserve uh, a second All Star as well. So we'll see uh, when that all gets announced. Make sure you check out the NBA, uh, the Locked On NBA Game to Game podcast as well, which uh, just runs through all the games from the night before. All the local hosts will jump on and give a little sixty second recap. So it's uh, easy to listen to. Rips through the games quickly. Uh, sometimes you'll hear some angry hosts. I don't, I don't get too angry, but there's some angry hosts in the network. So check out Locked On NBA Game to Game on that Locked On NBA feed wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube uh, as well. Let's wrap it up. Chris Middleton hopefully playing tomorrow. Giannis hopefully playing tomorrow. And hopefully we have a post-game podcast after that game where we can discuss uh, some... Uh, yeah, but who knows what they'll bring to the table. Chris will probably have some rust, but... Uh, I will be a Chris Milton stand until I no longer am around, Justin. So I, I'm just excited to see this man hopefully back on the court and hopefully looking like he's moving around okay. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm right there with you that uh, I'm, I'm going to defend Chris Middleton until the very end, that that is the hill I'll die on. And um, not to date things here, but the Brooklyn Nets just won coming back to uh, win their game against the uh, Warriors. So the top of the East continues to be as tightly compact as, as you can get with the Celtics up there. The Sixers are a game in front of the Bucks, and now the Bucks are tied with the Nets for the third best record in the East. And the Cavs are just a game back of them. 
Well, don't mess it up against the Pistons. That would be uh, my advice there, particularly if you do get some bodies back uh, for that game. Let us know what you thought about this show. I know that there's going to be Chris Middleton takes, and I know that they're not all going to be agreeing with us, Justin. So particularly on the YouTube feed, uh, jump in the comments and let us know what you think. Talk about Serge Barker. Well, how would you manage that situation? Do the Bucks need a backup center? Uh, and then uh, all your Marjan Bochamp thoughts as well. I know that uh, is a discussion that brings plenty of passion. So let us know what you thought about the show. We'll be back post-game tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time, not 6.30. Don't miss the first quarter. And we'll be back for a post-game show after the game.